Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T. And you have just entered into the Tuesday night family prayer meeting. Where we come together as a family to strengthen each other, to love on each other, to lift up the name of Jesus. And to most definitely just to pray for one another. We come in agreement in, in spirit and in truth. A spirit of unity where the love of Christ flows from one to another. We're all across the globe. We come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, but we do come. And we come rejoicing that we serve a God who is, was, and is yet to come. I invite you now to enjoy the moments that we have shared together. They are live recordings, so you can expect that it's not scripted. But it is good, it is live, it is fresh. I pray that you're blessed. I pray that you're strengthened. I pray that the words that have been spoken into our lives as a family, that it is it also resonates in your heart. That the Holy Spirit will continue to transform your life in such a way that you will believe every day of your life that God has purposed you for a time such as this to stand firm on his word, to share his love, to enjoy his abundance, that he might show his faithfulness towards you. Thank you once again, as you will now enter in to the Tuesday night live family prayer. Be blessed in the presence of an almighty God our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, we thank God again for uh, this opportunity to be on prayer call on tonight. For this is the day that the Lord has made to rejoice and be glad in it. God is definitely good and he is worthy of all the glory, honor, and the praises. Again, we are grateful to be on another Tuesday night, a time that we come together as a family uh, to hear a word from God and to pray together. So again, we are grateful and thankful uh, for those of you that wasn't able to be on Clubhouse. We just heard a powerful word word uh, from Cousin Sherry. She shared a powerful word on tonight. Uh, so again, uh, it was very powerful and we grateful and thankful for what God did uh, in Clubhouse this evening. So now we're getting ready to open up with prayer. Uh, is Dez on the on the line? Yes, he is. All right, Dez, would you open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day today. I just pray that you protect us. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I just pray that you protect us all and that we all had a wonderful weekend and that anybody who's going through sicknesses just know to never stop fighting your battles and to never give up on what you're doing. And even though all hope may seem lost, you may feel lost, deceived, just always know to never take into the devil's temptation 
and to just keep fighting your battles no matter what because I yeah. promise you it'll get better no matter what and that you just protect all of us and that you just make us enjoy our wonderful weekend and that you're just always with us and Daryl Amen. 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 We thank God for this uh, opening Amen. us up tonight. Uh, as we began, tell us, um, uh, is there any prayer requests? Uh, anybody have a prayer request before Aunt Stella comes? Uh, I'll open up the floor. Anybody have a prayer request? Uh, All right, Aunt Stella, it's in your hands. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Jackson. Hello, each and every one of you that are on this line tonight. Um, God has been so good. He's been so good to us. He's kept us. We didn't hear any of our names on this prayer line tonight. So we thank God. We thank him for what he has done for us and our families. My prayer tonight, my scripture tonight comes from Proverbs, third verse, third chapter and the uh, five, six, seventh verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Pray for me also that God will remove this fear problem. And I want to thank you, each and every one of you, tonight. Amen. Amen. We thank Amen. God for Ella giving us the, uh, the prayer. Uh, and praise report. Uh, as always, we want to lift up the family names, uh, the, all the different prayer requests that we get here on tonight. Uh, when the Lord brings them to your remembrance, uh, go and lift them up before the Lord. Uh, as well, when we get our emails, we have emails, and when we get our emails, take some time throughout the week to lift up those names before the Lord. Now it's time for our word that we're going to hear on tonight. You already know it's going to be power packed. Uh, so again, uh, I encourage you to get ready. Uh, T.D. Jace used to say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, we know this is going to be a powerful word uh, in the person of Steph. Uh, so I know that he's going to share uh, the word of God. So have your, your minds and hearts open to what God is going to share uh, with us on tonight. Uh, Steph is in your hands. Praise God. Family and friends, once again, it's always an honor and privilege and exciting to share a brief, relevant devotion the Spirit has laid on my heart, something I believe that should be near and dear to all of our hearts. And before I disclose what that is, I want to thank Sherry Always for affording us this opportunity and platform to discuss and share God's infallible word. I won't be before you long. I, I tend to run long, but I want to throw out a question to our listening audience. And that is, are we walking in obedience or are we attempting to walk in obedience? As the late famous singer Frank Sinatra 
the younger generation may not know who that is, but Frank Sinatra saying, I did it my way. Since Noah walked with God, he was on the same page as God. And trust me, when we walk with God, he promised he will come and commune with us. Now, scripture states he was a man of righteousness, blameless in the sight of God. Noah, now, Noah wasn't perfect. Okay, scripture clearly states that and it shows that in his story, he wasn't perfect. But our takeaway is walking with God. Walking with God is called pleasing God. Pleasing God means to make God smile, make him happy. How do we find out what pleases God? By studying, studying his infallible and errant word. As 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Nothing more than I mean, a believer, walking in faith, trusting in God, making decisions and choices. Now, saints of God, sometimes we claim as human beings, we claim that sometimes the devil's out us. He's busy. I used to hear this all the time growing up. But here's the thing. Sometimes the devil is not involved in it. Sometimes it's really not the devil. Sometimes it's our poor choices, our poor decisions. God has given us in this time-space continuum the ability to make choices. He's given us feel. And if we make bad decisions, sometimes those consequences will haunt us for decades. We have to make our decisions based upon our relationship with God, inv inviting God counsel in on all of our decisions. Then God will become real to you. Now let's look at what context or circumstances at the time Noah lived in on the earth. Because according to first verses, uh, first verse or um, Genesis verse eight, verse Genesis chapter six goes into a great detail of what the earth was like when Noah, while Noah was walking on the earth. Now I'm going to quickly read. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. In those days, even afterwards, when the evil beings from the spirit world were sexually involved with human women, their children became giants, of whom so many legends are told. And when the Lord God saw the extent of human wickedness, and that the trend and direction of men's lives were always evil, they were constantly doing evil, he was sorry he had made them. It broke his heart. And he said, I will blot out them from the face of the earth, all of mankind, and that I even, even created them. And yes, even the animals and the reptiles and the birds, for I am sorry I made them. Noah was walking with God when no one else was. Noah was the exception to the rule. When everyone else was playing church, claiming they loved God, but their personal life, when nobody's watching and their lifestyles were saying something different. Noah was walking out of step with the culture because he was walking in alignment in what pleases God and not society. You see, saints, pagan godless societies like America say it's okay to have multiple sex partners. Yes, I'm going to say it. It's okay to have multiple sex partners. The best life. Do what makes you feel happy. Uh, go ahead and have those babies out of wedlock outside of marriage, outside of the marriage covenant. These things don't please God. Go ahead and have those same-sex unions because society has progressed and we are liberated. However, if we want to walk in a way that pleases God, we must be like a horse with bridles. You know, those bridles block out the, the peripheral vision of the horse so they can't see what's on the side of them, so they won't be distracted. We must remain 
focus on God. He is our guide, not the world. Not focus on politicians, not on society. But the wickedness that is in this world, we must ignore. But the type of wickedness, again, we saw in in Noah's day, if you read the scriptures, you will find there was a rampant, there was rampant sexual immorality like we see in our day, in our culture today. You can't get away from it. It's on every commercial, it's on every TV program, it's everywhere. Violence, lewdness, vulgarity, profanity, lying, chilling, demon possession. The sons of God, now keep in mind, the sons of God cohabited with the daughters of men. The sons of God are the angels in scriptures. So the fallen angels who are sexless infiltrated evil men who had relations with women producing the Nephilim. The Nephilim in Hebrew means the giant. So this was the Shedom, the demon who infiltrated the population. So much so that every thought they had was against God. Thanks, the reason why you're going to find it a little bit more difficult in the Harat Hayamim, the end time, a little bit more difficult to walk with God, and it's going to be tougher than what your grandmother, your grandfather dealt with, what your mother dealt with. It's because we're dealing with a culture and a society that has been mightily influenced by demonic infiltration. It's the evil infiltrate, infiltration in kind that demonic activity dominates the environment. And you're seeing it everywhere. Crime is out of control. People are doing things, are doing the unimaginable. And you know when it's dominating the environment, because people are not only doing or committing every evil act imaginable and criminal act, but even the politicians and the the public officials are turning a blind eye to it. They have something called bail reform. I don't know if y'all heard about this. They have something called bail reform in cities like New York City, LA, Chicago, where they let the criminals out with little to no bail. You have people raping people and they give them $10 bail. Now what in the world can possess you, would possess you to think that's a good idea? To give a rapist, a, a criminal, a gang member, a $10 bail or no bail and just a notice to appear in court. Say something's wrong, something's wrong Something is spiritually wrong with our with our public officials. They have become depraved in their thinking. And this is unacceptable to God, but this is one of the signs of the end time. Again, scripture says every evil thought that they had was evil. Now, I won't go too deep into this tonight for the sake of time, but we need to understand how demons work. In order for a fallen angel or a demon to manifest in the physical time-space continuum, they need a vehicle. In other words, they need a body. Because they are spiritual beings, so they just can't just materialize. It's just not like it's not like Hollywood, where they just show up. They're not made out of the same substance we're made out of. They're not matter. They're not made out of matter, <clears throat> but they're spiritual beings. This is why Jesus cast the legions of demons out of the insane man in Mark 5, 9. They asked permission from Jesus to enter into the pigs along the hill, the hillside, because they were unclean. So to give up, so they needed a place so they can manifest themselves because without that body, they cannot manifest themselves. They cannot express themselves. So when sin begins to dominate us, we don't feel any remorse. We don't feel any guilt. We don't feel any shame. You start feeling feeling like, well, God's okay with this. It's okay for me to indulge in these activities. Although scripture says it's wrong, God is permitting it. The Shedim or the demons take notice. They take notice and they believe it's an invite. It's an invite to an unclean environment. 
And what the demons do is when they occupy a life, when they oppress that being, they continually convince you, you're fine. You don't need to repent. God understands you deserve this. You deserve to be happy. That's their job. It's not like that y'all seen the movie Exorcist where the demon has got the, got the person's head going around and defying all kind of uh, phys uh, uh, physics and logic. It doesn't work. The devil is not like he's crafty. He's scheming. What he does is how he, what he does primarily, again, is convince you that you are fine. You don't need to keep having sex out of marriage. Keep having those affairs. Keep cheating on your wife or cheating on your husband. Keep drinking. It makes you feel better. It relieves the stress. Keep doing those drugs, those hard drugs. And hopefully, this is what the devil's thing, demons think. Hopefully, it'll kill you and then we'll have you forever. See, the devil can't kill you. The devil can't kill you according to scripture. Only only God can allow, can say, okay, that's enough. Time's up. It's over. So that's their goal is basically to convince you to kill yourself so they can have you forever. Because once you cross out, cross over, saints, can't no preacher preach you out of preach you out of hell. They can't pray you out of hell. There's there's a denomin Christian denomination that believes you pray for the dead. But the scripture say that. Once it's over, it's over. So, so demons gravitate where there is garbage. Garbage meaning sin. And that's why some sins turn into addictions. So now the problem is not only sin, but demons have amplified the addiction. Convincing the poor soul they need whatever has them in bondage. They need that, they need that, that, that alcohol. They need that crack cocaine. They need, that, they need those prescription drugs. That thing becomes God, which is, according to scripture, is idolatry to God. We put anything before God. If that thing is called, first thing in the morning, that thing is calling you, that is idolatry. That's why people try to deal with addiction and not the demons, and they wind up right back at where they, where they started. Because they ignored the spiritual, they, they failed to address the spiritual or only focus on the addiction. That's why the world calls it, calls it addiction. The Bible calls it spiritual strongholds, drunkenness, gambling, pornography, sexual addiction. When there is a demonic grip or demonic stronghold on your life, it's going to be very hard to escape that. But with God, all things are possible. Scripture says the demonic world has gripped this culture, and it will grip the culture in the end time. Jesus said in the end times, it will be as in the days of Noah. Human nature has not changed. But here's Noah who walk with God in this pagan culture, meaning he's the odd man saying, he's the weirdo, probably not very popular, rejected by his peers. Saints, I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm gonna say something that's probably kind of a little controversial, but I'm gonna tell you, if you got a ministry and you're popular, okay, and you got celebrities, movie stars showing up at your church, nine times out of 10, you ain't preaching the truth. Because when Jesus spoke, when he spoke the truth, he was rejected. He even said he was hated, okay? So if you can possibly, you more than likely you ain't gonna be able to preach the whole counsel of God because you're gonna have to address sin in people's lives. And people love darkness rather than light. All right. <clears throat> because more than conforming to the culture, scripture says, do not conform to the world. That wasn't, he wasn't agreeing with it because everyone else is doing it. I might as well join them. That is the mindset of the world. What everybody else is doing, even the saints is doing, even folks going to church, attending church regularly. All that the world is doing, I might as well do. I might as well just go ahead and join in. He wasn't agreeing with them. 
I might as well go ahead and join it. His goal was not to be popular with the world which he lived, because no one knew the world in which he lived was was going to be destroyed. He knew it. He already knew. It. God already told him the time was winding down for them. So he certainly was not going to be joining them. And we know, we know, we know what what the world is destined for. But yet we still want to fit in. We still want to be loved by some of us, not all, but some of us want to be loved by the world. We want to be accepted by the world. We don't want them thinking we're weirdos or weird or strange. He saw himself pleasing God and not attempting to fit in with the culture. Now, if you're in an environment or culture as Noah, which we are in America, I believe that we are in the culture of Noah. You're trying to be unapologetic, a disciple of Jesus. And the only way to do that is to abide in his teaching. He said in John 8, 31, if you are truly my disciples, you must abide in my teaching. In other words, lip service ain't going to do a thing. Telling, saying, oh, I love God, I love God, but your lifestyle saying is something entirely different. Actually, what you're saying is I don't love God because I'm not willing to obey him. I'm not willing to adjust my lifestyle or yield myself to him. The good news is, he said, he would be with us. He would be with us. And he wouldn't put more on us than we can handle. Now, that's, a wonder, that's wonderful news. God is in control. He's still in control, saying He said, I already know what you can take. What that you can handle. But at the same time, we got to make sure we're, we're doing our part. We got to make sure we're making the effort. He is still in control of his creation. And Satan and his sedum, his demons, are aware of this. And the Bible says they tremble. Not saying you won't feel pressure to fit in society, which is demon influence, and is trying to pressure Christians and squeeze them hard enough to go along with things that all of us know. We learned long ago the Bible considers sin. Because you, they consider you a weirdo, odd man out. If you're truly going to follow the Musar, Musar means the ethics of Rabbi Yeshua HaNasri, the teaching of Master Jesus the Nazarene, Found between the pages of the Bible in the synoptic gospel, you're going to fit in. You're not going to fit into today's society. But scripture lets us know any man who put, even puts father or mother or any man who pulls back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. So we've got to remember. We have to remember. We've got to go forward. We can't go backwards. We can't pull back because God, Jesus warns he won't have no pleasure in us. Because they are saying, the world is saying, go ahead and exercise no restraint. Go ahead and do what makes you happy. Do what pleases you. When the scripture says just the opposite, do not fulfill the love of the desires of the flesh. Do not fulfill them. Do not act on them. In closing, saints, if you swim in the ocean, keep this in mind, I'm going to use an analogy. If you swim in the ocean and you submerge and go deep enough, you're going to experience something called lockjaw. In other words, the pressure will be, get so intense, you wouldn't even probably be able to open your mouth. If a boat sinks and goes down far enough, the pressure from the water would collapse that boat and flatten it like a pancake. Except if you're a submarine. A submarine can get to the bottom of the ocean because inside the submarine is pressurized. It can withstand the pressure outside because this, there's more pressure inside than there is outside and that's how they were they can get to the bottom of the ocean the reason today so many christians are collapsing under the pressure of the world because there there there's not enough pressure walking with god or inside of it not enough world to be the pressure of the enemy 
who is the enemy of our souls. And he is looking to collapse each and every one of us. So how do we avoid collapsing under the pressure of Satan and his demonic forces and the world? First, we must be, we got to get real, Satan. We've got to get real. Cling to God. We cling to God's perspective and not our own. Saints, God is not interested in your opinion. He's not interested in your opinion. He's looking for you to obey. You cannot be godly and disagree with God. You cannot disagree with him. Your thoughts have to align with God's thoughts. Third, we must do and we must obey and completely obey and not partially. If God said do this and you only have done this much, he won't move. He will not move until obedience has been completed, until you have completely trusted and fully exercised obedience. Now, we're going to make mistakes. We're all going to mess up. We live in fallen bodies. But to make it, but here's the thing, here's the difference. An occasional slip up is okay. That's why Jesus came, that we might, that we might ask forgiveness. But to make a lifestyle of it, we can't justify that. See, God already knows. God knows and Satan knows that you can't allow he knows if you're really serious, okay? But like I said, an occasional slip up, that's acceptable. But to just to make it a lifestyle and just get to the point where it don't even bother me no more, that's when we have to get really concerned. That's when you got to look in the mirror and say, am I on my way to heaven? I know this may not be a popular message. It's not something that's going to make people sh shout. But it's the type of message that God puts on my heart to, to, to Saint Noah knew what was coming, as we know from Scripture. And he walked in light of that every day, because he knew what was coming, and we do know. Scripture tells us from the beginning to the end what's going to happen. If you are my means, a believer, and familiar with Scripture, and you know where this thing is going, so then why don't we just walk with God today so we can be rewarded and reign with him for all eternity as he has promised in Scripture? God bless you all. Amen. Obedience. Uh, we have to obey God's way and his will. Uh, old school used to say holiness is still right. And we live Amen. in a world uh, where it's totally contrary to the will and ways of God. Uh, but that's Amen. why it's important that we are students of the word of God, that we're studying the word of God, and we're striving to do things his way not being swayed by the things and the systems of the world. Uh, so again, we thank God for death, we thank God for the word, thank God for your labor uh, as you shared with us today. Uh, again, there was a whole lot of nuggets in there, a whole lot of nuggets. And, you know, I'm looking forward to when the replay uh, come back, so I can go back and listen to it and dissect it even more. So as we move into the season of prayer, our, our intercessors are gonna come uh, Sherry is going to lead us off first, and then uh, Dr. Norman is going to come out to Sherry, and then I'll come back and close out the call. Sherry is in your hand, and Dr. Norman. Wow, 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 wow. I'm going to pray, but y'all know if I, if I was facilitated, I'd still be talking. Because I mean, uh, Steph, thank you again. You bring it in truth. You bring it in power. And, and you know what? It just it's open up the altar and let maybe we all repent and say, Lord, let me obey your word. Yes, Lord. That's the bottom line. Lord, let me obey your word. Father, let the Holy Spirit deal with our hearts as we sleep tonight. 
because surely there is a there there is a thread going through from my message to his message, <laughs> and, and, and it's all about obeying, putting the word in your heart, following those loving and trying to call them loving instructions because God is love and He loved us so much that He gave us a manual to follow. Yeah. Yeah that we would be able to defeat the enemy by the power of his word because the word is in us. Mm -hmm. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Died on Calvary's cross and came back again in the form of the Holy Spirit that he might still defeat the powers of of the devil. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for stuff. Thank you for what he brings to the body of Christ. Father, may those that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Because, Lord, you're teaching us how to walk with you by getting into your word, meditating on that thing day and night, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, that we might walk and be the salt of the earth that you called us to be. Father, I thank you for family. Thank you for each and every one. From Dad's opening up, Lord, and his words of, of wisdom that's coming from a child, I, I thank you that the hand of the Lord is upon him. That even as he is in school, Lord, they'll see the wisdom of his, of his years are advanced. And you'll give him favor with his teachers and instructors. And Lord, I thank you that you still have a hedge of protection, not only around him, but everywhere he goes, but while he's in school. You have the angels of the Lord around that institution and every institution in this in this state father we thank you that you're dealing with the hearts and the minds of men and women across the globe tonight and lord every vain imagination is being cast down that they might submit to the word of the lord father for every individual knows good and evil and it's a choice so, Father, we thank you that we're sitting in a family that has chosen you to be our Lord, to be our Savior, to be our healer, to be our deliverer, to be the one that we walk with day and night, that you might teach us not your not only the, the infallible word, but the love that brings that brings life to that word that is in us. Father, I thank you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For the Bible says that a little child shall lead them. We yes, thank God for that leading us in prayer tonight. Hallelujah. But after hearing this word tonight, if you can't physically do it, you can spiritually do it in your heart. After yes. hearing this word tonight, it should make you want to live your heart or yourself prostrate before God tonight. Say, Lord, I forgive them all Mm-hmm. I'm only going to surrender all, but I want to surrender me to you. You don't yes, want yes. your talent, you don't want your gifts, you don't want your ability. God wants you. So if you surrender you yes. to Him, to walk in the obedience of what God yes. says. So, Father, we thank you tonight. Come and lay prostrate before We surrender our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our bodies, and our will to you tonight. We become obedient. We humble ourselves. We realize, God, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, you will exalt us in due time. We humble ourselves more tonight. We say, Lord, we trust you. And we will obey you. 
we will yeah. trust you and obey you. Yeah. We will do what you say, do the way you say, do it. When you say, do it. We'll stop when you say, stop. We'll go when you say, go. We'll obey you, Father. Those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit said to the church tonight. Begin to obey him. All is left with time to lift you. No more time to walk in your own way. All is left is time to live for Jesus. Won't you yes. let him in your heart today? We thank you, Father, today for your word. We thank you for your power and for the anointing. Even the word might not have been popular, but the word was powerful. Did you put your word above your name? So we thank you, God, for your word that's been shared here tonight. We thank you for the prayers, yes. God, that went out. We know that you are prayer answering, God. Every prayer that's been prayed mm-hmm. according to your word, according to St. John 14 and 14. You said we ask anything in your name that you would do it. So it's already done. We decree and declare it to be so according to your word and your will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Again, we thank God for all of you uh, who took the time to be a part uh, on tonight. Again, we are thankful for Steph for allowing the Lord to use you. Uh, giving us a, a stirring message, a challenging message. And as uh, Dr. Norman just said, uh, uh, we should lay prostrate tonight before we, if we can. Uh, we need to cry out to God and, and just uh, make sure, uh, repent, and make sure that we are living according to His will and His way. And as we cry out to Him, if we are out of order and out of step, the Holy Spirit will show us what we need to do right. Uh, so again, I, I want to encourage you to do that on tonight before you uh, go to bed tonight. I want you to cry out to God and just pour your heart out to Him uh, and, and, and allow Him to cleanse us. Allow Him yeah. to work on us. Uh, so again, I want to encourage you to do that on tonight. Uh as we close the call, I want to encourage you to be a part of our Zoom Bible study this Thursday. Sherry will send the link out uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, again, we are in First John. We are be in chapter 2, uh, verses 28 and 29, and then we will jump to chapter 3. Uh, I want to encourage you to read chapter 3. I know we won't cover all of chapter 3, so we're going to do the last two verses of chapter 2 and jump into chapter 3. Uh, so again, I want to encourage you to do that. And then all the other things that we do uh, throughout the week is on the email. All the different things that are happening is in the email that we get weekly. Uh, so again, I want to encourage you to go and look at that email. And it'll tell you all the different things that we have going on uh, throughout the family that is sharing the word of God. So again, may God bless you. May God keep you in my prayer. I love you all. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Sherry, <laughs> anything else that you need to share? No, it's, we're good. Love you, family. All right. So God have a great you. week. Love you all. Love y'all. Love Thanks you. a lot. Love. This concludes our Tuesday night family prayer meeting.
we do his good will he abides with us still and with all who will trust Trust him more. 
Our God is faithful. The redeeming power of Jesus is working in our favor. Some trust in the created things, but we trust only in our Creator. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. We have been forgiven of all our sins, healed of all our diseases, surrounded by grace and mercy. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. If we follow the instructions written in his word, then we will experience real peace because the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Jesus paid our debt in full, completed his work and said, it is finished. He ascended into heaven, then sent the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. Thank God for the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Power Prayer Podcast. It's been a stone blast. My prayer for you is that you have experienced the transforming power of God's word, peace, love, and his unspeakable joy today. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the infallible Word of God, the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as well as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through the born-again experience. This is what I know for sure. It is our guarantee. We will pray, believe, and love you as we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Secondly, we will love our community as we love ourselves. Remember, visit our website, livingbiblehub.com. We have some great things over there. And be sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Sign up for our monthly newsletter and our weekly prayer call. I love to hear from you. Remember, in God, there is no failure. He will do what he said he would do. So if you have never trusted and believed in the son of Jesus, do it today. Eternal life was given for you.